skadoosh! Welcome to the Sunday BB Marathon. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I uh, I can't believe I managed that. But I have so much respect for like the Muppets like actors now, the voice actors. You see how high they get their voices. Yeah, it's, I it's thought strenuous. we actually had Elmo on the podcast. <laughs> oh thank you. <laughs> I hope I haven't annoyed the neighbours. Um we have a special guest, episode 31. We've, we've got another special guest. Yay. We are, yeah, my cousin Robin. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'd Thanks so. for having me. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Max and Chris. That's all right. This is, uh, all right. This is like, it's all happening now because we, we, um, we're allowed to like legally meet up uh, as of uh, Monday, uh, the 17th, right? Indoors. We can finally... Yeah. Um, really? <laughs> Yeah, you're not paying attention to the news, so you don't know this. I haven't watched the news. <laughs> no. I still haven't watched it, Max. It's been yeah, about we a can, year. Uh, <laughs> we, we can all uh, be in the same room uh, together. I think it's like up to six people, I think. But that works for us uh, when we do the podcast, because we, we were Brilliant. supposed to be doing, like, once a week we'll meet up inside and watch the movies and then talk about them on the podcast. But uh, we've had to uh, change things up a bit. But... Finally, mm. we can do it again. Uh, that and that'd be great. I'm excited for like the cinemas to open up again. That'll be great. Yeah, I yeah. I can't wait like, to go to the cinema. Though. Yeah. What's coming out? Anything good? New Saw know. film. <laughs> so, yeah, no. <laughs> I want to see that. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think um, I wanted to see Sound of Metal if they're going to show that at the uh, the local. That'd be great because I want to see. I, I wanted to think. I, Odeon are playing it. Don't know about View. Yeah. Well, if I can get that in, that'd be great because I wanted to see it in like a big cinema setting because I hear like the sound is supposed to be great. So I've been putting it off. Yeah, you've also got things like Judas and the Black Messiah, Skinger, um, cinema release, Nomadland, like films that have been out on streaming for months now getting cinema releases now is opening up. Yeah, I won't see Nomadland though because I already watched that on Disney Plus and it wasn't that good. (laughs) It was fine. I didn't love what it. What happened to like all the movies that were supposed to come out during the lockdown? Where did they go? Will they go out in the cinema? Depends. I think some of them were released on streaming services, like Nomadland. Uh, America's got all of them, haven't they? Mm. America's got all of the movies, uh, but we haven't. So some of them are on like streaming services, and some of them have just been delayed straight up. So like like Black Widow, they want a, like a big cinema release with that movie, I think. So that's been delayed until they're able to confidently say that they can get the numbers in and make their money back. Yeah. yeah, currently it's coming out like July. I think it was supposed to be June and then they pushed it back again very recently. Yeah, I think they've got a good setup with the cinemas. I went there a few times last year. Sometimes, like, I went to see The Climb last year. That was like one of the best cinema experiences I've ever had because it was like just me. It was literally <laughs> just, I was the only one there and it was amazing. Uh, good seat at the back, like directly, like middle back. It was great, and that was a fantastic movie. The climb. What do you mean? The one with Hannah Montana? No, that's a song by Miley <laughs> oh. Cyrus. You're thinking of no, the climb. It's about like two dudes who cycle, I guess. Uh, but that was a great oh. movie. But then like, I went to see nice. The Shining at, at the View, and like they're supposed to be like social distancing, but like they won't they won't sit people 
in different parties next to each other, but they will seat people in different parties directly behind or in front mm. of them. So I'm like, this isn't like a game of chess you're playing here. Like it's not like yeah. the, the coronavirus can't move forwards or backwards. <laughs> it can... Nobody coughs sideways; they'll cough forwards, don't they? Yeah, it's a shame. <laughs> I hope I hope they uh, they they make that a bit better uh, because like in like The Shining, mm. that was like a, a really packed theater for what it what it was supposed to be. I don't know. So I think people are going to be a bit hesitant. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't even risked it. I haven't no, been sure. to the cinema since what must be twenty twenty. Yeah. Yeah, like early early 2020 yeah yeah i think i went like three or four times after the first lockdown and pretty much every time it was just empty yeah uh yeah i just went like all the time in 2020 because i just there was so much that i just wanted to see there they did like a lot of old movies so i wanted to see a lot of like uh, a few of the harry potter movies i saw uh like the shining and evil dead and uh uh nightmare on elm street i saw that as well uh, yeah, a lot of you can stuff. tell it was Halloween time when you were allowed to go. Yeah, they were, yeah, they were open in like October and they had to shut down again. Uh, but I'm excited to see a few few of the movies that they've got coming up. Uh, should be interesting. They've got like Serrano de Ber- Bergerac, which is like a stage play featuring a uh, James McAvoy that I wanted to see for a long time, and they're doing that at the View, so I might hop along to see that. Nice. I'm looking forward to watching Taxi Driver, that's showing at View every day next week. Oh yeah, that'd be great. I watched that for the first time very recently. It was fantastic. Probably like peak Scorsese. It's a fantastic yeah, movie. And De Niro. He's amazing. Yeah. Do we want to get into the movies now? Yeah. Sure. 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 Let's go. So, yep. we'll start off with my recommendation. Um, a bit of a strange one. Maybe yeah, one of the weirdest it. movies we've talked about so far. Yeah. I picked the film The Holy Mountain, directed by Alejandro Hodorowski. I'd never actually watched the film before, but it like it sounded batshit insane from what I'd heard about it. It just it sounded like a very interesting movie, so I thought it'd be a cool thing to discuss. Um plot wise, I don't really know what the plot was, I guess. I oh, guess it's on. like you got this guy called The Alchemist, played <laughs> by Alejandro Hodorowski himself, who's collected a bunch of people together and he's basically going to take them up the holy mountain to possibly um, unveil the secrets to immortality it's like a very spiritual quest film like it's probably the best film i've seen that discusses like religion and tries to create this full like spiritual like experience yeah it's kind of hard to explain because there's just so mm-hmm. much going on but yeah, what did you guys think of this movie? Um, I've seen it before. Uh, I watched it a few months ago, uh, the tail end of last year. And I got out of it. I was like, what What was any of that? What the hell is that? <laughs> uh, and I think that's like probably that's probably a common thing to feel when you're watching this movie because like even, you know, you struggle to explain it. And that's like, <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's hard to explain. And it's hard to, I would say it's hard to watch even, even though it's like, it kind of goes by really fast for me. But I think you you can get you can interpret basically anything you want from it because it's so abstract. Uh, it's a lot to do, I think, with like uh, the economy and uh, like death and life and uh, happiness and artificiality uh, and like industrialism. And I do get a lot with religion as well. But I think mostly what I'm getting 
is like commentary on like society as a whole. Mm. What did you think about it, Robin? Oh man, it was really hard for me to sit through it. And I yeah. think it's because it doesn't, yeah, the storyline, it was just like different scenes. It just kept switching. So mm-hmm. yeah, I did struggle to, my attention span was like, did you say that it was a quick movie for you to watch, Max? Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, it, and yeah, I it found is. it the other way. <laughs> yeah. I like checked the time. I was like, Jesus Christ, like an hour and uh, 20 has gone by already. <laughs> really? I don't even really fully comprehend what I'm watching, but it's fantastic. And I liked it a lot more this time oh, than really? I did the, for the first time. So I think that probably helped. I think it, the, it started off like, so it was actually 30 minutes before there was any speaking. Mm. Did anybody notice that? So that was the struggle yeah. for me. But then I think like, Nearer the end, it got more. I got more into it. Yeah, actually, it's quite, yeah. It's quite light on dialogue for for a for a bit of it. Mm-hmm. The first part, I would say. Yeah, it's kind of like I feel like the three acts are very different from each other. Like the first act, like there's no dialogue really. It's just like, mm-hmm. very quiet, quite eerie. And then you get into the second act, which is like the complete opposite. It's just very fast paced. There's loads of stuff going on. It's quite humorous. There's loads of dialogue. And then in the third act, it's like almost a mixture of both. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it was the second act that was confusing for me because it was switching so much. And then the, th- the third act then was the bit that I liked. That's when they're doing the mountain. Yeah. Aren't they? So like when they're introducing all like the people from like the planets, uh, that's like the part that you kind of didn't want invested in, I suppose. Yeah. yeah, lots of there's lots of different people you're meeting. It is, yeah. They're all on this like spinning wheel, and they're all like mannequins just strapped to a wheel on a set that's going like in circles. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a lot, and they're just like introducing everything, and they're like, "God, oh, this is uh, Jupiter, and she's doing all this stuff and uh, industry, and you know." Uh, but I, I liked it. I liked it a lot, and maybe I felt the same mm. way as you did, Robin, uh, when I first watched it. Uh, sometimes I felt like it, it maybe could drag a little if if i didn't really quite understand what was going on because it's it's very difficult yeah. to understand what's going on in a, in a certain type of way it doesn't hold your hand at all no it's a very arty piece and um that's why i was excited to hear you guys explain it to me so i can understand what <laughs> happened <laughs> this is what it all means <laughs> that um that second act where we're introduced to those like people who are like the most powerful people in the world, they're all named after planets of the solar system. That's like my favourite bit in the film. I found mm-hmm. it so funny. I thought it was just so like the scope, the effect work, all of that stuff was just great. It like they portray, portray basically like a different possible dystopian future and there's loads of like commentary on just the world as a whole. And I think that part was just really smart and really well done, in my opinion. Yeah. There's almost too much to pick apart with it. It's almost Yeah, definitely too heavy of a movie to discuss in like without just going back and forth and just dipping into this and that. There's like a part where um, like this, the, like I hesitate even to call him the main character, but he's just like this main guy. He's like this Christ figure in a way or like what mm. they've turned him into. Uh, and he like, I, th- I think that was a lot of commentary on like religion and the way that uh, people in different religions have like made Jesus into this like icon instead of like a man. And he wakes up beside like 
<laughs> they like put him in a plaster cast and then they make like a million Those mannequins of him and he wakes up and he just starts screaming like tearing them apart that was hilarious but i also think that was also kind of a, an interesting commentary on the whole thing where it's like you've taken this man and now he's your idol and he has no sense of autom- autonomy and no sense of self anymore he's not he's yours he's not even his own person anymore he's a celebrity yeah jesus yeah, christ before that he had like all these skinned animals attached to the crosses going through the streets like they're mm. like nailed up to the cross like in a jesus like pose as well yeah and they do that uh that that circus thing with the lizards and the frogs <laughs> oh guys i didn't like that bit i didn't think you would no i didn't like it either really <laughs> but, like at first it was kind of funny it's like oh look at them go they're like just hopping around just like really play pretend war but then, like, they get sprayed with all this blood and like, they just get, like, chopped to pieces. It's, like, horrible. <laughs> yeah, it was. that was it. It was, like, loads of disturbing, makes you uncomfortable as a viewer. Just And they had the little, the girl, you know, and they had the, the, girl, the women all lined up, mm-hmm. the um, prostitutes, I'm assuming. And then there was the little girl. That scene was horrible as well. Do you right. remember when the man was going over to her? I don't know. I don't, do I don't remember, remember that? honestly. No, I don't. Well, that was disturbing too. Chris, do you remember? <laughs> no, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe it didn't happen then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it did. They had a little girl and she was like one of the um, the women of the night. Yeah. And then he was like kissing her hand. Yeah. There was just lots yeah. of scenes like that that were really gross. There were a lot of there was like so it's- much going on. I don't remember it all. I feel like I need <laughs> to watch it a few times for everything to really sink in. Have you, you just it. seen it once, Chris? Yeah, this is my first time watching it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I think there's like the, yeah, there's a lot going on, and it's like these huge set pieces. I think, especially like in the beginning part where there's no talking whatsoever, but you just got these people just like wandering through the streets and like doing all these weird, crazy things, like having sex on the street and like yeah. celebrities having their tape picture taken. And just like, it's, it's a lot of weird shit just going along with these people holding up these like crosses with the flayed animals on them. And these like Romans sitting on like the barrels, just telling the, uh, the main character oh drink with us come on and drink with us and they get him like plastered yeah and the music's really weird as well it's like loads of didgeridoo and tribal sounds going on <laughs> yeah yeah i like like there were so many animals in this movie so many like different really strange animals that you wouldn't expect them to be able to get for, for a movie yeah. you got they had a tiger yeah a bloody tiger here yeah it was crazy Massive camel Adam, yeah Jesus, they had a cat. Like, How the hell did you get all these 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 animals? Here? You got a camel, you got a heron, or like a, a pelican in one scene. They, had a, they like, had a hippo. You got a hippo in the pool where the guy's getting his asshole washed. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's <was> crazy. <laughs> and his um, shit's turned to gold. Yeah, that was a great. There scene. was only um like two animal trainers credited on the film, so I don't know if there was. <laughs> anymore or whether there was just like two guys controlling all these weird dangerous animals yeah they just they just got like animals from like the streets or whatever from like the wilds and they were like let's just put it in there They're like mate if it hurts us we'll just not include it <laughs> i got a bloody hippo in there hippos could tear you to pieces 
what they're thinking. There's also a monkey in there. He meditates at one point, and that was my favourite shot of the film. <laughs> Which shot was? The monkey meditating in, in towards the oh, end. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, they yeah. had a monkey walking around. Forgot about that. Yeah. You're that girl who just carries the chimp around with her. Yeah. Like best friends. <laughs> I like that part where, um, even as gross as it was, he like they clean him up as after he goes into this like tower place. Mm. And then Hodorowski's like, Oh, you are excrement. So he like gets him to like shit in a thing and then like the shit boils and it like, evaporates into like what God knows what and then he's in like the center of this weird glass contraption and then in the and then as like it evaporates it like yeah it like turns into gold and he's like you are excrement you can change yourself into gold and like that's very i found that to be quite telling of like higher society you always get people who, who like if you, you you talk about like the rich and you're like oh the rich they walk around like their shit don't smell it's like that's what i talk that's what i sort of took it as Oh, interesting. Yeah, I had no clue what was happening. I, I thought that was, was supposed to be a self-development thing, like you can make yourself into gold. Yeah. Maybe. It could be. Yeah. Yeah. Even the shittiest of people can be redeemed into gold. Lovely. That's a far nicer sentiment than I think mine was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That bathing se- sequence, apparently like that character, the thief, he's like... Like the Jesus-like figure, he was originally supposed to be played by George Harrison from the Beatles. But the yeah. only reason he didn't want to be in the film was because of that scene. And he literally asked Hodorowski if they could cut that scene out, and he was like, "No, you gotta do it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not it is cinema. <laughs> it was like it'll be good because it proves to people you don't have an ego or something. But George Harrison, yeah. and he still like, didn't no. do it. <laughs> no. Well, you could say that about literally anything, couldn't you? Like, if he doesn't want his arsehole washed for everyone to see, I, I get that, I guess. Uh, maybe, like, yeah. you could just, you could say that about anything. It's like, oh, you don't want to be in this scene that portrays your character as, like, a as a rapist or, like, something horrible. You don't believe in art. Sometimes there are just things that mm. actors don't want to do. Um, I think, like, the best actors kind of, they try to push the boundaries a bit. <laughs> Uh, I'm not saying this guy was like the best actor, but I do think he put on a pretty, pretty good performance. Honestly, yeah, he was good. He was very good. Yeah, it was a but, great uh, scream. Oh god, yeah, blood curdling that was when he wakes up in those Jesus, uh, uh, the Jesus room. Yeah, <laughs> just screams, <laughs> horrifying. Wait, was, like, who just... was the one who had to? You know, when they the scene at the end when they had like he had the spiders all over him. That mm. was a good actor. Oh my god! Yeah, well, he yeah, was covered. Just, yeah, they get people to do some weird shit in this movie. Honestly, like the guy has tiger nipples and starts squirting milk out of them. Oh. That was that was hilarious. <laughs> the guy with like <laughs> leopard heads on his nipples, he starts squirting milk. Like, what the hell was that about? Yeah, but what does that mean? Oh, who knows? What does it mean? What does it mean? Mother, I don't understand uh, it. You know. The, the milk of nature, you know, <laughs> be fed by nature. <laughs> These decapitated leopard heads. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you just thought it was funny. Uh, probably. There's a lot of funny shit in this movie. <laughs> a lot of really yeah, weird stuff going. Like the the sex machine, the sex robot. <laughs> just uh, yeah. it's like it gives oh, birth yeah. to a a baby robot. Yeah. Yeah, or like, um, what is it, Venus, when they're introducing Venus, like, their business is for the 
for the comfort and beauty of the human body. And like his father's there, he's like, my father is the creator of this empire. He is deaf, dumb, and blind. (laughs) (laughs) Before making a decision, he consults with my mother's mummy. He puts his hand to her sex. If it's moist, yes. If dry, no. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? But that's like that good commentary on like on like in industry, I think, and 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 business. Yeah, I had that quote written down as well because it made me laugh so much. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you think it's good commentary on business? Because, like you know, they say like men are like led with their cocks in a way, um, mm. but then like you see like the the big the big tycoons are the, are the very tier, top tier list. And it's like, it's just this guy making decisions based off of like, if it's going to impress a woman or like, he doesn't really oh. put much thought into it. So he's just like, <laughs> Oh, she's wet. Yeah. I'll make that decision. She's dry. Then it's not going to please her. So I won't make it. Interesting. And then all the women start off as workers. And then if they, like if they do, if they're good, then they become secretaries. Yep. That Yeah. Hilarious! That was he's like having sex with them on the mattresses as they go around the conveyor. They're all stood in a line with babies. <laughs> but there's a good quote in in that scene where he says, uh, "We know people want to be loved, not for what they are, but what they appear to be." Yeah. And, so we create the masks. Yeah, they got all these like weird like strap on uh, muscles and abs for to to make the men feel good about themselves. And I was like. This is saying so much in such a short space of time. It's like most movies don't communicate this in two hours. How is this doing it in just like five minutes? It's it's pretty crazy, I think. And it's foreshadowing the era of social media, which we're all Maybe. living in now. Yeah, it's it's really that's relevant. that's it. We're all, huh? It's very relevant to today. I think it's yeah. quite a timeless movie. Yeah, yeah I was going to ask. Oh, sorry. My thing has been breaking up a bit. I was just going to ask, like, when um, did this come out? 74. 1973, I think. 70, yeah. Oh, God. 73, 74. It's like early 70s, so it's crazy to... 73, yeah. What they're presenting in the film is still incredibly re- relevant today. Or is it just, like, a bit sad, you know? Yeah, they don't really change that much. We're still doing these these kinds of things. It's all It's still all about, you know, the capitalist agenda. We're in, like, late-stage capitalism now, and... Everything's more or less the same, or just like it, in in some cases it's worse. You get a lot to do with like the environment and uh, just people sticking their heads in the sand. In some ways, Agreed. I feel like this is more relevant now than it was when it came out. Yeah, that's that's how I feel about a lot of like these early movies that tackle these kinds of subjects. Like we talked about, do the right thing, and that was about like police brutality and the black experience uh, in America, and that's like more relevant today. I would say, or it was all very relevant then. But it's just still ongoing. Yeah. They were exposing it then as well. Yeah. Mm. I love um, all the visuals in the film. I think like the shot composition, like all the colours and set design is just fantastic. Like I remember at one point I looked up the budget of the film and I was surprised that it wasn't higher because like the, all the set design and everything just looks incredible. I love like all the symbolism and the imagery throughout. I just think visually it's just a stellar film. Oh god, yeah. I was gonna say one of my favourite scenes is the bit where he's um well visually is when he's going up into the tower and then yeah. when he's in the tower. That is really cool. Got like he's going up he's like running up the tower in a way on like this hook. That was great. That didn't look it didn't look safe, did it? No, definitely not. <laughs> it did not look safe. I was like, how do they doing this? Just like hey, I'll just do it. I feel like Hodorowski's that kind of guy. It's just like, I hey, just do it. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know if they built like a big thing there. I don't know about that. Maybe it was just like a painting. Maybe. Oh, sorry, what was a painting? Like the big orange tower. Although I kind of feel like it's not because, you know, it had like the... I thought it was real. Yeah, if it looked real. So I yeah. was like, what, you don't think that was a, an know? effect, do you? Who knows? Honestly, well, it looks so good. Yeah, it was really lovely. Yeah, there's um, there's a shot where you see it, and there's like a helicopter landing like in the street below. Apparently, mm. they didn't get any permits for that um shot. They literally had an actor <laughs> dress up as a police officer to stop traffic while they filmed it, and then after doing it, they just ran away. <laughs> <laughs> I love that kind of stuff. <laughs> oh my god that's great i love i love that those kinds of stories when you're talking about movies you you look into the background of the uh how how it was all made that's all that stuff is great um as we're on like that tower piece looked amazing uh and then when he gets inside that was i fit there, there were a lot of like crazy uh interesting colorful looking sets but i think that one stood out to me a lot because it was just like this rainbow room and like it, it felt like really deep and like because like all the the colors of the this like rainbow uh uh painted on like the walls and the ceiling and the and the floor it f- it felt very um like deep like the the room felt deeper than maybe it, it was and then you yeah. got like a camel in the background it was just like at the back <laughs> chilling out well, and the stuffed goats yeah, on his the goat, chair the goat throne yeah <laughs> the goat throne yeah, that yeah, it made the room feel very spacious. It was cool. How do we feel about the director literally being like kind of a god figure? Because he was the, like the alchemist, and he was he was dressed in like very like nice white clothes at the beginning, just like like very heavenly, pure coloring, I suppose. And he was the yeah. director. Yeah, is he European? He's Mexican. He's Mexican. Mm. Oh yeah. Yeah, I knew about it before and I was worried that it would come off like a bit pretentious, but I think it actually worked really well. I think he's like the only person that could really tackle it well. And especially mm-hmm. when you get to like the final scene in the film where he breaks the fourth wall where yeah. he's just like this is a movie camera fade mm-hmm. like pan out. I feel <laughs> like that sort of stuff wouldn't have worked if it was someone other than a director. Is this reality? No, it is a film. Zoom back camera. <laughs> that was so funny. Like, I agree with you, Chris, honestly. I, I do think that uh, maybe in the hands of another director, this could seem a bit pretentious. Like I think about like a Lars von Trier type of, type of director who could go a bit too far with it. But he's so, like Hodorowski, he's so funny with it and so like l- kind of tongue in cheek about it. I think it works really well. Yeah, definitely. I love that fourth wall breaking bit at the end it was just so good like i love fourth wall breaking generally but it's rare you get it in something that isn't a comedy like Mm. i can think of so many like comedies that use it like any like mel brooks movie and stuff like that but like in terms of dramas i can only really think of like funny games and this i can't think of really anything else that does it or does it effectively yeah like if it's done well I have no problem with it. Uh, it's done really well here because it fits mm. in with like the themes. But when I'm looking at something like Deadpool, I'm like, this sucks. Like, yeah. Fourth wall breaking in that movie sucks, man. Uh, but this is like, um, you know, it's it's all a movie. And he zooms it back because it's like they're trying to reach this enlightenment. What are, what are they really going to find though, you know? Because 
like you, you could search forever for meaning. A lot of people do. Uh, a lot of like uh, religious types, they like devote their whole life to it. Or like uh, people go on like these pilgrimages to, to like find themselves or find some kind of meaning. And you strip yourself of all material possession to seek a higher truth. And in the end, I, I don't feel like in the in the end, like nobody really knows what life means. You know, like, what if you've kind of just deprived yourself of everything to to find out nothing in a way or like you go on a gap year and you've you've, you've discovered the universe i don't know <laughs> yeah definitely i like the um the little guy he meets his friend who's like this paraplegic <laughs> and he's just, oh, yeah. he like he's he, is he the guy who like stops the um no he's, he, he finds him after those like naked children are throwing rocks at him a lot of naked children in this movie maybe too many naked children i don't know <laughs> <laughs> But he was really funny, the little, the little guy with with no limbs. They just had like a really like fun dynamic and just like laughing together. And then he eventually throws him into the ocean. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't do that, does he? Oh my god! I remember him like almost throwing him. Yeah, no. Because well, they made debate, him throw him. There's a debate to be had as to whether he actually did. I suppose because he's thinking that like his friend has been like born from him on the boat as they all like all crowd around him and like do this weird like chant or whatever and and then like the the little guy crawls out of him and then he's on the boat and then they all they celebrate and then Hodorowski's like the alchemist is like throw him off the the boat <laughs> he's like I can't do that he's my friend but then it cuts and he's not holding him anymore so I feel like it was kind of just an illusion but he had to let go of that that part of himself I think because he's stripped himself yeah. down as all these uh, people who represent the planets have done they've stripped themselves of their their worldly possessions and their their money and everything that ties them to like their businesses and the economy and uh, economic structures so that I feel like that was a way to get rid of the past in that way I love the amount of like attention to detail um Hodorowski did when it came to like creating like the spiritual experience like on screen and off screen like um apparently all the cast like lived in his home he had like this communal like area in his house and he would like always get them to do yoga and loads of spiritual exercises apparently he would take LSD um <laughs> while filming some sequences he also um for just before filming began, he spent an entire week without sleeping because a, like a Zen master he was talking to directed him to do it. And um, even actually oh in the film, like the opening scene where you've got the the two females who he like shaves all their hair off and like strips them down. Apparently, like that's the like, actual movements of a Japanese tea ceremony, like all the stuff they were doing there, and they weren't actresses that he picked he just picked these two women who said they wanted to have this spiritual experience oh yeah do you think they got a lot out of it because <laughs> in the end, at the end of the day i don't know it's just this guy shaving them <laughs> maybe not <laughs> but they come back they're in uh like one of the one of the planets i think yeah Are they? Oh. yeah they're on like this bed i think and they wake up and they oh they well the dogs the, run out of the bed yeah and they go to yeah. the sex machine they go to the sex machine. <laughs> it's actually, yeah, it's a complex film. There's a lot to follow. Yeah. There is a lot to follow. And when I was watching, I was like, oh, I wish I'd like kind of looked up a little bit beforehand so I kind of knew what it was trying to 
all the metaphors were. And yeah, I think that's what would age a second viewing. Honestly, yeah, I think like the the best kinds of movies they kind of demand a second viewing, or just you love them so much that you want to get more out of them. Uh, so when you know when Chris recommended this movie, I was more than happy to watch it again because I didn't have mm. a I had a much better time this time around. Because uh, like I said, I kind of had like the same experience as you did, Robin, where I was kind of bored uh, throughout some of it where I didn't really kind of get what was going on. But um, I mean, it still stuck with me. You know, you, it's hard to get a lot of these images out of your out of your mind, I think. Yeah. Like the butt paintings. There's people like sitting in like the Jupiter place with, with like the art. And it's this big commentary on the art scene. And they're just like getting their butts dipped in paint and then sitting on some paper. And they're like, ah, it's art. Or like they're in like these weird like boxes and like people can like, poke them in the bum and like yeah. feel their bodies like that was all like really like weird and it's just yeah weird stuff but i also found that was pretty good commentary on the art scene as a whole i think you get, like, i'm pretty this- sure that has been done in the art scene oh definitely, definitely. you do all manner of shit in that <laughs> in that industry i think anything goes but i think that was like more to do with like how you can like sex cells you know uh, so it's like you don't really have to put much effort into it because like well they weren't they weren't good were they just people sitting with their butts on the thing and like that was like oh I could take a shit and it would come out better than this piece of art and it's like that's like a comment on that type of thing I think like you go to these art museums uh, or like these galleries and you maybe a lot of it doesn't resonate with you but sometimes uh, a lot of it can that's why I like going to like the Tate Modern a lot when I when I can go. A lot of that there is pretty interesting, but like sometimes you just you see sometimes it's like oh, I don't know about that. Yeah, like I'm pretty sure we've been the we, blank to canvases. Yeah, we've been to the Tate Modern. Yeah, uh, I went I went a couple of years back. It was like a just a room full of mirrors, and I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to get out of this really. But then like also there was like in another room there was like a big flag and it was like supposed to be covered with the blood of slaves or something. I was like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> that real blood of slaves on, on this real flag that's in this museum. Really? It's pretty oh crazy God. stuff. Yeah. So that has an impact, but yeah, some of the art, it's not really, there was in Newcastle, I went to the gallery there and they just had like, this guy had just like collected rubbish Yeah. and uh, made art out of it apparently. He'd put it on a hula hoop, mm. not a hula hoop. Yeah, yeah, like a you know the hoop when you go around. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's all in the eye of the beholder, really. Mm. One man's trash is another man's really <laughs> great important. Maybe that's piece what of he art. was trying. That was the message. Yeah, I think so. But I think it was also to do with like a lot of like the factory uh, side of it as well, like the manufacturing arts where it's not there's no soul to it. Yeah, yeah. I kind of related that to. Kind of like almost like the Hollywood studio system in a way, how they manufacture <laughs> films that they know will sell. Yeah, and it's only gotten more relevant as time has gone on. Yeah, that's another thing that has gotten more relevant with time. Yeah, damn. I liked when like people got like shot or stabbed. As, as brutal as that is to say, but they don't use like blood. They use like different, like different colors of liquid. One guy gets like shot. Oh, and yeah. he's like p- spilling out black blood. Uh, one of one of them gets uh, like stabbed or whatever, and it's like yellow and or just like it's one of them 
was like a, a, a bird flies out of the wound. That was kind of like um, mm. a movie. A movie we watched uh, a few on the podcast called Nostalgia, where they tear open like a statue and birds fly out of it. That reminded me a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah, I remember the scene where they were like running, they were taking these drugs that made them run into the guns. Yeah. And then the yellow blood was coming out. What was that about? She was like, yeah, she was like, we were experimenting with a drug that uh, creates illusions of grandeur. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. That was so funny. (laughs) And then they like cut to like down this alleyway in this like limbless midget. Is like just screaming and like kicking something. <laughs> yeah, mannequin. Yeah. Um, do we have anything else to add to the film, or we could um, move on to the ratings? There's so much. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so do we much. give ratings? Yeah. Yeah. We give okay. ratings. Um, I guess I want to say like a bit more about like the the planets. I guess so I liked a lot of what was going on there. Uh, just to wrap it up quickly, uh, like loot. Uh, on on the planet Pluto, he's got like kids dressed as Mickey Mouse, <laughs> and I guess that was like a big comment, like um, on like Disney as a company, I think, and that reminded me a lot of like the ending of Full Metal Jacket, where they're singing the Mickey Mouse song, <laughs> <laughs> or like um, Axon, the chief of police on Neptune, he was really funny, <laughs> but then like he's like cutting testicles off of people, <laughs> and that was like uh, I don't know if you could call it an issue, honestly, it's like. I have a sanctuary of a thousand testicles in here. It's like this last testicle, I had 999 testicles and now I have a thousand. I'm like, but it's two testicles a piece. So wouldn't it just be double that? That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear. Yeah. It's a lot of fun if you can stomach something like this. Uh, And if it's something that kind of grabs you, then maybe it's something that will pull you back as well. It definitely it pulled me back. I was definitely going to watch it again at some point, but I'm glad that I got to talk about it here. Yeah. Ratings then? Yeah. Uh, what should we rate this out of? You know, there was an old woman with bright blue pubes singing on this like, really tall toilet, suitably <laughs> uh, from the planet Uranus. So, <laughs> uh, singing old women. Let's do that. <laughs> out of singing old women. Yeah. Like I said, there's so much going in on in this film. It's so hard to get everything out of it in one viewing. Um, but I really, really loved this movie. I just had such a blast watching it. It was really fun for me. I thought it was so interesting. Like the visually, it was incredible. I just really loved everything about it, and I cannot wait to watch it again. So I'm going to give it ten singing old women out of ten. <laughs> Glad I finally got to watch it. Yeah, nice. Um, I love this movie so much. <laughs> uh, one of my favourite movies now. Uh, I I think I would definitely watch it again, like a third time and probably a fourth time, just to get more out of it. There's so much going on that I think can only benefit from uh, just multiple viewings. There's like a the part where like she's saying like they're manufacturing like war weapons for kids, and she's like, we're programmed. Uh, we have a computer program with the politics of the government it tells us what kind of toys to produce to condition children from birth and I'm like oh that cuts <laughs> or like um they were manufacturing hypersexed brown native vampires who can only be destroyed by across the color of white skin <laughs> like, oh god i think one of the funniest i like actually like laughed out loud like booming laughter and like oh what was it 
It was like right after like the woman was on the toilet, and then they they go into this place, and then like this this yeah. chief behind a table, and he says, uh, "Oh, to save the country's economy, we must eliminate four million citizens in the next five years." And then he gets on a phone. He's like, "Begin the operations at the gas chambers, gas schools, <sighs> gas universities, gas libraries, gas museums, gas dance halls, and gas whorehouses, etc." Like, <laughs> that feels like kind of a jab at like the government with their yeah. fingers on the trigger, able to kill whoever they want at a moment's notice. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant movie. Bloody loved it. Uh, ten singing old women out of ten. Yeah. Guys, I'm not going to rate it as high. That's all right. Because I need some words. I need it to be a bit slower for mm-hmm. me to be able to pay attention. But maybe if I was sat watching it with Max and he could force me to yeah. sit I could tell you exactly it what's going to happen. <laughs> and explain it to me as we go along, then I'd give it a 10. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but I, I'm not sure if I'd actually watch it again. I'd give it a five. I probably wouldn't watch it again. Mm-hmm. Without being forced to. That's interesting. Even though I can tell it's, it was so impactful on you guys and it clearly has a good message. Like, yeah. Yeah. But I appreciate it, um, the mm. experience that I've had watching it. Nice. That's <laughs> always good then. Yeah. Goodbye to the holy mountain. Real life awaits us. <laughs> that was a great line. That was great. Okay. Oh, there was also a good line where um, he was like, rub your clitoris on the mountain. Yeah. <laughs> one at nature yeah. had that written down actually yeah rub your <laughs> give yourself to the world that made sense to me that one yeah okay lovely <laughs> glad we could talk about that bonkers movie <laughs> <laughs> next up we got another movie that's not quite as bonkers honestly um but it was my recommendations from 2012 uh directed by uh haifa al-mansur it's called wajda and uh it is Filmed and set in a contemporary Saudi Arabia, and uh, it's about a girl, Wajda. Uh, she's about, it's, she's ten years old, and she just she just wants a bicycle, so she does what she can to raise the money in order to ride the bike of her own, like 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 the boys do. Uh, but this is this is a place where it's it's pretty difficult for girls and women to do as they please. So you get a lot of like commentary on how Saudi Arabia is like nowadays even with the restrictions they place on uh, just people I think uh, women especially and how the the country is policed I think so what do do we think of this movie yeah I really liked it yeah nice Mm. it was directed by a a woman it was yeah 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 it's like the first film ever directed by a Saudi Arabian woman and also the first film yeah. entirely shot in Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apparently really? there's like a debate about whether it's like the first movie from Saudi Arabia, but maybe the first movie shot entirely in Saudi Arabia. She had to do a lot of shit to get this movie made, man. I admire her so much. She's just like, just wanted to tell this story. And I mean, I'll get into it in a bit, but like she had to direct some of the, street scenes from inside a van because like that could have sparked protest to see like a woman doing something so considered not for women so i just have like this really really deep respect for her she, she set out to do uh the movie that she wanted to make and i think she did it pretty well under the conditions yeah, yeah i respect um her for her drive getting this made and like i it's 
obviously quite a landmark film and the fact is like the first film shot entirely in this country the first film from a a female director from this country um but i still didn't like it i just didn't think it was a very well made movie (laughs) (laughs) oh not well made what do you mean I don't know. I just felt feel like the writing, especially, is like a lot of it's just very convenient. Yeah, mm-hmm. like the fact that there's this competition that if she wins it, she gets literally the exact <laughs> amount of money that she needs to get yeah. this bike. There's the headmistress who's just like the most cliched, strict, cruel headmistress in the world. Like she was just so cartoony and just how mean to everyone she was and how like one noted she was. Yeah. I felt that a lot as well. Um that being said, I do really like the the performance for Wajda for the main actor who, who played the little girl. She was really good. She was very like headstrong and very witty. Uh very good performance from her. And like I think my main problem with this movie is that it feels just a little too safe. Like it's very familiar structure wise. Yeah. I think yeah, like, you, that's you got true. this yeah. You got this girl just going after this bike. And it's very wholesome. I really love like the messaging behind it. And I love seeing her strive to get what she wants. She really hustles to raise the money for this bike. Um but it ultimately I understand exactly where it's going it, at the same time. It's like, yeah, and I agree with Chris, you know, the competition. It, it was way too convenient. It was so convenient. It wasn't the same I, amount of I thought the bike was like seven hundred. It was like eight hundred, wasn't it? And then, and then the winnings were like a thousand. Yeah, yeah they so were it's like, a little bit more. The, still. We've upped the the winnings from eight hundred to a thousand, and that was yeah. kind of like that was like a, almost a wink at the camera, like ha ha. It's not the exact same. But then, you know, it follows a very basic uh, story plot structure, and I've, I'm very familiar with it. If you watch uh, even just a few movies, of, it felt very westernized in the way. It, it was structured for me, like it hits the marks and you root for the girl in the end she she doesn't get the money for the for the competition because even though she wins, she blurts out that she wants to ride a bike and that's very frowned upon for a woman to do that and she's like, oh, we're going to just donate it and then she's like, oh man, I'm so sad that I didn't get this bike, I didn't get the money for the bike and then I'm, in the end her mum's just like, oh, I got Oh, that was bike. lovely. Yeah, it was really lovely. Uh when when she was like, "Don't worry, I got you the bike," but I was like, "I know exactly what's going to happen," and then it happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was there was no surprises. There, mm. it was a very basic. You kind of you kind of knew it was happening. A lot of movies will have that like main character who's like breaks the rules and doesn't like to follow the rules, and you're following that you're following their story. Yeah. Yeah, I think the issue I really had was because I felt it was so obvious where the story was going and what was going to happen i just didn't find myself really invested in it at all and because of that i was just kind of Mm. bored for the whole movie yeah i think i was more interested in it but to find out like um what the culture's like there because the actual storyline was kind of basic but you were always learning about how how the how it works out there like how they how they treat women how they're kind of conditioning the the young girls to always be looking out for if men are, if men can see them and then they need to hide. Yeah. Imagine That's, growing up like that. Yeah, I agree. That's kind of what propped it up for me as well, this kind of examination of the country as a whole and uh, what women are allowed to do and what they're not allowed to do. Um, sometimes it could be a little bit too heavy-handed, 
for me. But for the most part, I, I just, uh, I enjoyed it. I found it very wholesome. Like when, like she was talking to like her friend and like they're like, he makes, he gives her his bike to ride around in, in secret. That was all very nice. You know, I really enjoyed it for that. Uh, and I, th- yeah, I found it very, yeah, very interesting that men actually don't really feature all that much in the movie, but you feel the male presence very, very much so, uh, because mm. it's mostly just like the women that she's interacting with and, uh, the other girls from her school, cause she goes to like an all girls school. So they're segregated in that way. Uh, I think it's so well communicated the, the oppression that these women face in this country they can't vote there's no cinemas they could like i'm pretty sure they could only like learn to drive until like they that's couldn't why she had drive a, until very she had recently. a driver they're not even yeah. allowed to drive yeah no exactly so they are so like cut off and isolated like her, her it was, i found that um her mum's character was really interesting mm-hmm. because yeah. she was kind of like everything she did was with the husband in mind because she's grown up with these expectations i think you see, I think it's important to show this movie from like the innocent eyes of a child who kind of shuns the way that things are. She doesn't really understand how things are and she doesn't really care enough to try to examine why things are the way that they are. She just wants this bike and she doesn't really understand why she can't have it or just why she shouldn't be allowed the things that she wants. Yeah, I think um, the stuff I enjoyed the most were seeing just how like controlled everyone were. Like especially the mother character like there's a bit where she like goes into i think it's a doctor's surgery or something and oh, like a chemist yeah that's it and there's the woman like serving her isn't like fully dressed up doesn't have like mm-hmm. a headscarf on and she's like looks at her like she's about to get carted off for breaking the rules and there's a guy that like looks at her and she like turns her head away i mm. really enjoyed all of that stuff like just seeing how just how horrible it is to be a woman in that society. Yeah. She won't yeah. look at other men. She can't because she's married. Uh, and like, she, we barely see her husband because he's off doing man things. He's playing video games. He's in the, in the, the crib with his bros and his homies in like another room. And then they have to make him and his friends dinner and they just like have to like set the dinner on the floor and then walk away. <laughs> and I was like, it's very, very sad by the whole movie as a whole because it it really struck a nerve with me. I'll be honest. Uh, as much as I I had my problems with it, it did affect me. I think emotionally in that way mm, because that is exactly how it is out there. They portrayed it well. Mm. That is that is how that is the culture. Yeah, especially with how heavily religion plays a part. You know, you can't go to school like you know. I went to like a school where we did like uh, like prayer. Or like we went to church every now and then, um, but here it's like it's so regimented. You, they got to like memorize like scriptures and like different verses of the Quran. She's got to like buy this game to <laughs> to memorize the Quran uh, for <clears throat> for the uh, competition. We don't have that here. <laughs> we don't have it here. It's not so ingrained in our society. I think we're very when we're, we're not as well. Uh, as conservative, as ironic as that is to say. Uh, but I think, yeah, it got me. <laughs> it got to me. Yeah, like the praying is just part of their daily routine. It's part of everything. It's it's like the whole school is about religion. It's based on religious beliefs, isn't it? Yeah, compare mm. it to like now, 
and in here in like Western culture. And I'm not saying that, you know, women have it super easy here, but like at least we're able to like, you know, just like go out on dates and date who we like and uh, see who we want to see and uh, do all these things and have all these freedoms. I think we're very, I was almost going to say we're very lucky here, but maybe it's just, it's not that we're lucky. It's just that they, that like that part of uh, the world is, is not, it, they, they almost just seem a bit too behind, you know? Yeah. I mean, men and women are just completely separate. They live completely separate lives out there, mm. which is, yeah, I think it's a shame. Even even that family tree only mentions the males yeah. of the family. And then, you know, and then she's a little kid. And so she puts her, she puts her name on it and she comes back in and like one of the men has taken it off. That's not giving her a great message as a child growing up. Mm. I was like, <laughs> that was a funny scene to me. She was like, her mother was like, why are you so interested in your father's glorious family tree? I'm like, yeah. Oh, if it's so glorious, why shouldn't she be interested? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All those bits that show um, just how like bad it is to be a woman and how like controlled they are and how little like rights that they have all of that reminded me of a an animated film which kind of tackles it called persepolis um which mm-hmm. kind of tackles it in a very similar way like from the eyes of a child who was growing up in i think it was set in iran it was back when it was called persia i think just all about how bad it was there that film definitely tackles it in a much less wholesome and more um, political way um, I do prefer the way it tackles it a lot. Um, yeah, I still think this film tackles this subject incredibly well. I think that's really the only bits that I actually enjoyed in the film. Yeah, I think like when I like praise this movie, I'm not really praising like because it's not really anything I've not seen before in terms of the story that it's presenting. Uh, but I just I like that it was made by someone who lives in this world and wanted to tell the story. Uh, and it felt it felt very personal. Yeah, it definitely did. I didn't like the part where, she, where her mother was. She's like, "Oh, can I have a bike? Can you give me the money to buy a bike?" And her mother's just like, "No, goddamn it!" And then she's like, "You won't be able to have children if you ride a bike." And I was like, "What? <laughs> what does that mean?" Because nobody will marry her. Really? That's what you got. From, mm. I didn't get that from that. I was like, I don't, I don't even know. I was like, "Oh, it'll squash you, and you won't be able to like." have a baby <laughs> in it. it was like what the hell she used too many muscles yeah yeah and there's the bit where she like falls off her bike and like she's like i'm bleeding i'm bleeding and her mum like runs out and says where are you bleeding from yeah buddy yeah <laughs> he's like here her friend who's he's like oh all that fuss about a bike you can't even ride one i'm like yeah, no shit, she can't ride one she'd never had the chance <laughs> why, are you, why are you saying this for? <laughs> you knew that why would she be able to ride a bike? I think the relationship she had with him was very wholesome. And with her mum. Yeah. Especially at the end when they were kind of like there for each other when her mum was going through um, the dad remarrying. Mm-hmm. And they were like witnessing it from their house. That was pretty awful. Yeah. Because she could not bear him a son. Yeah. It's a shame. So he it's... went and got another wife, which is probably yeah. a quite a common thing as well. Yeah. They were like joking about like marrying uh, wife Jodera off. <laughs> like, oh, don't worry, we would never do that to you. But it's like that's a relevant thing to talk about, isn't it? Because that could happen. It's a definitely a thing that could happen here, and that's probably a very it's scary what happened prospect. to the um the girl who met up with her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. 
because she did that, then they would they kept her inside, and then they were going to marry her off. Yeah, there's like a little, a little child in her class who just she's like, oh yeah, I got married. Oh so, yeah, like, that wasn't real. What do you mean that wasn't real? What she got married? I thought that she was said, a joke. Yeah. No, she's like, I got married. Here are the pictures. <gasps> oh right? my god, I thought that was like a boy that she fancied, and they were okay. Yeah, maybe that was actually real. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Right? Yeah. <laughs> am, I, am I wrong? Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense, Damn. actually. See, but it's so like, I, it's such a foreign idea that I'm like, I didn't even think that was what it was because she yeah. was very young. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff in here that maybe I felt could be a bit too heavy with it or a bit too, like, what were Chris saying about the, uh, the head teacher who felt very much like a villain? And she did, definitely. Um, yeah. But then there were some parts where I thought, well, that's unrealistic, but I just don't know, you know, because I don't, I don't live there. I don't know about yeah. this culture. So maybe some parts felt a bit too heavy with that kind of thing, but also I'm not really in a position to say whether that's realistic or not. That's interesting. Yeah. Cause I didn't, I didn't feel like it was, I thought that was probably what it is like, mm. probably experiences that the director had herself growing up, you know? Yeah. 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 The head teacher was a bit the villain. Yeah. Bit much all that she was they're like in in the quran reading and like the teacher's like if you have your period you are not allowed to touch the quran directly you must use a tissue and then there's the girl with the tissue yeah, yeah. all the girls laugh at it they're like haha because it's not it's quite a foreign concept to them you know like ha periods yeah because they're still so young they haven't even like started their periods yeah exactly but yeah it's like a sinful thing to be on your period that's another message they're giving women. Mm. So, and I guess the the film shows that because that all the women are like grown up, they're conditioned to think that way, and then they they kind of like uh, they're putting it on each other as well. Like when she goes, when the mother goes to see her friend, and she's like disappointed. She's she doesn't she's disappointed in her friend because her friend's not covering her face and things like that, and that's why she leaves. She doesn't apply for the job. Yeah, yeah. They let that slip. Who knows what else they could do? Pardon? Just, you know, if that's the kind of thing that they that they let slip at that kind of place, maybe that's not the place she wanted to work, I suppose. Um, yeah, you know, because she's very strictly religious. Yeah, very devout. Her friend was kind of a bit looser about it. There's like that part where Bajda has the, the Quran open. She's like, oh, don't leave the Quran open. The devil might spit into it. Yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. I love the part where they're in the car with Iqbal, who's the driver. And why she does like uh, uh, sees a picture of his daughter in on his on his like dashboard, and he's like, "Oh, that's my daughter. Uh, she goes to school now. I never went to school." And then she she comes back with, yeah. "Oh, that's that's obvious because you don't have any manners." Yeah, he's funny. <laughs> there were some funny lines. Like she's a witty kid. Yeah, she was a good lead. I think she kind of carried. And I like, and she brought. I like the scene where she, um, you know, the guy she made friends with the guy who's selling the bikes. She's like, and I brought you a little mixtape because we're friends now. That was was so wholesome. I was like, oh, (laughs) that was really (laughs) nice. I loved that. (laughs) Yeah, I felt that um, the the girl who plays the title lead like the lead role she's really good in the movie but i didn't really think anyone else in the film was that great i felt like a lot of the performances were almost like soap opera-ish especially mm-hmm. like her mother i, I don't yeah. know what it was about her like her line deliveries especially it just kind of almost felt like they were reading off a piece of paper yeah maybe they were maybe they were um 
I'll agree with that, honestly. It did have a soap opera feel. Yeah. Yeah. Felt quite rigid in that way. Uh, But like I say, it was was mainly the the main actor getting me through it. She was really good. Yeah. Because I think it's probably hard to depict this kind of thing if you live in it, you know, and maybe like you want to get the right actors for it in, in, in a kind, in a kind of way, I suppose. I feel like they would have had the mother and father. They were, they looked like they were probably already famous actors. Yeah. That's why I don't know if like these, I feel like these people were, they're in this movie. Uh, they probably lived in Saudi Arabia, probably. Uh, I've got no reason to believe that they would not be. So I just got me, gets me wondering about like, if this is such a prevalent thing, how do you get all these actors that agree with you? On board. How do you, fi- yeah, how do you how find them? Yeah, how do they get it? I just don't know. <laughs> you probably find that a lot of people are like very against it, but can't really speak out because if they do, they'll yeah. face a lot of pressure. Yeah, it's... <laughs> Yeah, I just don't know. I like that. Um, like when 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 she's like in the street and she's like running after her her friend with the bike, and he like knocks a sandwich out of her hand. I'm like, are oh, you bastard? <laughs> it was her only sandwich. Surely faces these harsh harsh problems in the world. You knock a sandwich out of her hand. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, maybe there's some parts of the country that are a little bit more ahead, and there's some parts that are still. Um, very religious, and maybe this just got made in the city, where it's a little bit more forward. Yeah, maybe. I didn't. I don't know what you guys thought about like the music, but I thought it could be like very understated, and I almost didn't notice it, honestly. And yeah, I don't have any memory of the music. No, like me neither, really. And it was um, composed by Max Richter, the score, and we've talked about him before on the podcast. He wrote "On the Nature of Daylight." And I love that song so much. So I was kind of expecting big things from the score, but I just really didn't notice it. Uh, maybe mm. like one time where like she was riding the bike around on the roof, like that was like this kind of like ethereal type of uh, piece. But other than that, I really didn't like care for the music yeah, at all. Yeah, it was kind of just like generic drama score. Yeah. And I could say the same thing about like the cinematography because I just I feel like it's, it's shot competently enough, I suppose, but... It, Maybe I would have wanted more out of just how it looked overall or like how the camera was used. Yeah. I found a lot of the sound mixing was pretty bad. Like there was like some some just sound effects that sounded super muffled and badly recorded. And there was like so much of it sounded like they'd done like put like a noise suppressor or something on it and it just sounded like really empty and ugly, like scenes where they're like doing the dishes or even when like her dad's mm. playing like the Xbox or something. It's there's something about the sounds there that just sound really bad. I don't know if either of you picked mm. up on that or whether that's just me. I don't know, honestly. <laughs> like I will say that the sound didn't really bother me. Um, maybe it could have, but I just I guess I didn't really notice it. And to try to give it another go, I would just have to watch it again. But I kind of don't want to watch this again because I feel like I've gotten about as much as I can get out of it on a first watch yeah, yeah i didn't notice i didn't notice that bit either no chris i wanted to ask you and i hope you don't mind me bringing this up but did you relate to this movie because you also cannot ride a bike <laughs> <laughs> yeah but then she like learned after like one scene and that wasn't relatable at all <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true honestly yeah so many times when i was younger uh gave up trying to ride a bike because I just keep kept falling over. I rode my bike into a ditch one time. 
That was like, traumatizing for me. That's a dyspraxia. Yeah. I even like fell off of my bike like last year when I was doing like a food <laughs> delivery. Some curry got splashed everywhere and oh, I was a whole thing. Man, right on the road as well, the main road. Could have died. But yeah, bikes are dangerous. And then she just picks it up after like one go around. Oh, come yeah, on. Yeah, that's not believable. When she's like trying, when she's like supposed to be learning, you can tell she can ride the bike. Yeah. You can tell. Um, do we have anything else? I was going to say, I like that scene where, um, yeah, she gets upset about the stabilizers on the bike and then yeah. her little Get friend take takes off. them off. Yeah. Yeah, that was a sweet scene. Yeah. She was like fake crying. I think it was kind of like, yeah, not it's quite predictable. And then, but at the end, I thought it was good. There was, there was like everything kind of happened at the end. Didn't it? Everything did happen. Huh? Yeah, everything happened. Everything kind of happened at the end. She got the bike. Well, she won the thing, and then and then she lost the money. And then she got the bike, and then the the her mum was have. They had to witness the wedding of her dad. So I thought that was pretty sad. I'm pretty sure I almost cried. Mm. That was a pretty sad scene. It's quite an emotional movie, I would say. Mm. Got a lot of emotions flowing from me, but uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'll watch it again. But I just, I, I liked what I got out of it this time around. So, uh, should we go on to the ratings? Yes, yeah. what would you rate it? Should we rate it out of bikes? Out of ten bikes? Yeah, you read my mind. <laughs> ten Qurans, um, though. <laughs> nah, we'll do bicycles. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't really a fan of it. I don't think it's a terrible movie. I think some of it is decent. I feel like... I probably was, I don't know, just, I can understand why people would enjoy it. I just didn't really get anything out of it. And I'm going to give it, I don't know, maybe like a four or five bikes out of ten. I feel like four's a bit harsh, so maybe five, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. It's not, it's not doing much, uh, terribly, I don't think. Uh, but at the same time, I kind of don't feel like it did like much in the way of like something that was totally impressive or just like really uh standout-ish uh like i say i got more out of like the the circumstances under which it was made and the commentary more than anything and yeah i, I enjoyed it enough i suppose so i'll probably give it like a six bikes out of ten yeah i would also give it six bikes out of ten because it was a nice movie I enjoyed it, easy to watch, and I also feel like I learned quite a lot about the culture. Yeah. Um, so I feel like, yeah, I'm happy that I liked it. I did like it. Mm. That's another And it's thing, a move maybe, in the right like, direction that it was the women, a woman directing it and everything. Yeah, I think they've got a lot. I also like that it didn't like try to solve everything at the end because you can't really, you know. No, it kind of just shows that this issue's kind of still ongoing by the end of it yeah it keeps the conversation going and i like that about it <laughs> nice <laughs> so uh we come to the final movie of the episode okay. yeah but do you want to uh disc- uh just give a brief synopsis on uh what it what it's about blue jay 2016 directed by alexandra leman yeah um i've recommended blue jay um it's about uh, a couple well, they were they were together, and they bump into each other, and it's just about I think it's a really just over a day of them 
talking, um, delving into their past really together. And it was amazing. And I love it. Mm-hmm. Do you guys like this film? Max? Uh, um, okay. Um, yeah, I liked it, but I'm not as wild about it as I know Chris is and probably uh, you too, Robin. Uh, okay. Like, At I least just, Chris is on board. Yeah, I honestly wanted to know what you guys thought about it. Because when I watched it, I thought this is very fine and all right, I suppose, but I wasn't really getting much out of it. Um, I just, I didn't really like the, okay, I'm sorry. I just didn't really like, like the characters all that much. I thought they were like, you could tell they had some history behind them, but I almost didn't really care enough to, to understand what that history was because I knew that like, is it Sarah Paulson who plays the the woman? Uh, mm. And you know, she's she's a good actor. Sarah Paulson's good. Uh, none of the acting is like that bad, uh, apart from a few moments. But uh, she like she's married in this movie, and like the whole time, I'm like, why are you doing this if you're married? Like, you shouldn't like wh- why why is this happening? And why are you like why are you doing this for him? In a way, because you why are you doing this tell, to him? Yeah, why are you doing this to him, and why are you doing it for him? They, they do like this like role play thing where like they play like their husband and wife for a night, and that got under my skin because like why, why, why are you doing this when you could just go because home they have like, such a history, don't they? What you think he was doing this for him, like for her ex partner Jim? I just feel like he was like he seemed like he was very into it, you know, and I'm sure yeah. like she was also very into it, but in like. You know, it, I was just like, why, why, but why? What? I feel like, like she in the back of my mind had... the whole time. I was like, what's the goal? Why are you showing me this? And that's like, <laughs> again, I hate to be like too negative on it because I did like it, but like I yeah. just have these problems with it. You know, I felt like it was very relatable because it was like, yeah, they were kind of in battle with what's morally right to do, and then with all these like huge, this huge history that they had and their emotions and like they were both following their emotions weren't they because they wanted to spend the time together um because there was loads of times when they could have kind of she could have gone home and then she kind of was like oh can I see your house and they kept it going and yeah it was on the on the edge of if it is it right is it the right thing to do yeah I I kind of felt like a lot of it was like almost them feeling like this nostalgia like she wanted to keep taking it further because she was just having such a great time bringing back these incredible memories that she had but then it got to the point where the bad memories kind of crept back in and it got to the point where they couldn't really ignore that that being obviously that they broke up because of the fact she got pregnant and got rid of the child i felt like that bringing all that back it was very powerful i felt like it was quite relatable in the way that you're always like always have fond memories of things in the past but sometimes you have bad memories as well that never truly like completely go away especially if you're like thinking about a past relationship like i'd say that i've had past relationships where i have like really fond memories that i still think about that i still cherish but i also have bad memories and no anytime i think about the good memories then the bad ones come with it as well yeah i don't know yeah I've never actually seen an ex after. Do you know what? I can't imagine, and that's kind of why, because of the, because of that, like that, all of that was coming back up, and he was like, all the trauma came back up for him. 
in the scene where he's just like burst into tears and he's crying and <laughs> yeah because that of that whole like- he's been he's being reminded of that whole life they could have had together so yeah, yeah. so it was so emotional i'm sorry that that scene was like unintentionally hilarious for me when like he's like crying he's like sobbing and he's he's like freaking out He's like a child because he's basically, he's basically like not really moved on. He's like telling telling her that oh yeah, my mum just never throws anything out. He's got all the clothes he has from when he was young and all the stuff in his bedroom is from when he was younger. And I'm just like, that's just you though. I think like I don't. I got the sense that it wasn't his mum who was the hoarder. I feel felt like it was just him who couldn't move on. And then he like like that could have been yeah. interesting, I suppose. I liked all that, but then he just like. He freaks out and he like has this like um, emotional outburst and I'm just like, it's really funny. It's not sad. It's just funny. Where's your empathy, Max? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm heartless. <laughs> I thought it was really good acting on both for mm. both of them. I thought it was amazing. Like I like, oh well, I love um, American Horror Story, so I already love her. Mm. Um, yeah, and they were both. I felt like they. It felt very genuine. Yeah, sometimes people burst out screaming like that. <laughs> yeah, but, um, I think it was good, but I also kind of get where Max is coming from. I didn't personally find it funny, but I can understand why yeah. he, he would. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I can see Max laughing at that scene. There's a lot of weird bits like that that was sort of like cringy in a way. Or just like when they were like yeah. doing like that. They were out on the porch and they would go like, fuck the ice cream. I was like, stop saying it. They say it like four times mm. like oh please yeah. they're like rapping about it i'm like oh, i don't <laughs> like this <laughs> i do not like it i thought it. you might be cringing no, at the dancing and stuff as well yeah i was honestly on board with it until like they started doing this role play thing and then it went downhill from there and I thought why why is this happening all of a sudden well uh, it's what I'm- they used to do when they were kids you know that was that recording yeah but at the same time i was like don't you have somewhere to be you know, Sarah Paulson, don't you have somewhere to be? You were supposed to see your <laughs> your pregnant sister who you left. And like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> don't you have any sense of responsibility for the other people in your life? No, her husband's <laughs> going to die soon. So Yeah, that was weird as well. She might as well get back with him, Jim. <laughs> that was really weird. Like, oh, yeah, my husband's like 68 years old. I was like, what? It's almost like they're, they're basically trying to recapture what they had when they were young because they were like 16 17 or whatever it was they were like in their late teens they're like something innocent about their lack of responsibility back then and they Mm kind of want to recapture that then and just pretend that everything outside of that doesn't exist exactly that's exactly it yeah but also like they're doing all this stuff with each other that seems very romantic they're stargazing they're uh, pretending to be like husband and wife having a meal together and like at the end they like sit on the sofa and they just like high five and it's like haha we're just bros no boundaries were crossed here because we high fived did you yeah. know that um, well I feel like all those bits were just trying to show the audience their compatibility and like how the kind of the relationship that could have been that was lost because of that um, because yeah she had the abortion which surprised yeah. me when i first watched that that just added loads of depth to the whole film i think when you found that bit out but yeah. um did you know that it was like mostly improv felt like it yeah <laughs> not like in a, a bad thing. way not in a bad way 
No, I mean, like, they're good actors, you know. Um, they're amazing I actors, do, yeah. You know, I, I like their performances enough, uh, but yeah, I, don't, I just didn't really do it for me uh, as much as I did like it, uh, you know. I, I, I like that they were kind of presenting. Like, when, when, when the reveal came, and then, like, at the very end, when they just kind of stare at each other by the car, I was like, mm. this is like presenting, like, kind of an alternate history where in, like, they could have been together, but history went another way and things don't turn out the way you think they will for better or for worse in the end and you can't really do much in the way to change it if you're like kind of a determinist in a, in a way so I, li- I liked all that about it you know the, the 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 messaging i suppose yeah i think um a lot of like how they improvise the dialogue is really good i think some of it can be a little bit off but for the most part i think it's if it was very natural um mark duplass who was one of the lead male he was he like wrote the basically the synopsis and outline of each scene um so they kind of knew roughly what was going to happen and then just the conversations they had they just came up with on the spot and i felt that it added a really natural edge to a lot of the dialogue like a lot of the conversations felt real and that was what i Mm -hmm. enjoyed about it yeah like they meet at the the shop at the beginning the like that was a pretty good scene when they meet again for the first time uh, in a long time, you don't really understand like what they mean to each other in that moment, but it's like it's like this awkward, stilted dialogue that I felt to be very natural and real. Yeah, it's very awkward. I think that's something Mark Duplass does um, really well in um, like the films he actually writes. Um, he's just really good at creating these like very awkward encounters and conversations. Mm. It was awkward. The scene. Um... When they were getting the coffee at the, well, I think it was called the Blue Jay, the cafe. Yeah, yeah. And she was kind of just like looking at him, smiling, saying, "Are you okay?" Because he was clearly not okay. Yeah, he starts yeah. crying. He's like always crying yeah. in this movie. And she, know, know. and she hasn't cried for five years. Yeah, funny how that works out. They're like the polar opposite of each other, but find their way back in 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 a weird kind of way suppose mm. but that felt more i don't know that felt more like it was just put in there you know it's like oh look how different their lives turned out kind of thing well like i felt the like opposite. they both kind of went through a huge thing he kind of was stuck was stuck was stuck from it and he didn't really recover from it and she kind of just moved on and was like m- made a new life yeah he's like your life is so great i'm jealous of you he's just like crying at the uh on, the, on like the lakeside, <laughs> he's like, oh, "I'm unemployed now because I beat my uncle up." <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can tell he's like a person who really doesn't know how to deal with situations. Like, even originally when he found out that um, she was pregnant, like you find out at the end, he dealt with it really badly, and that was one of the reasons why she like thought that he wasn't ready to be a dad. And it kind of just shows how the fact he doesn't know how to deal with these situations is constantly fucking up his life and constantly leading him to make these decisions that reverberate on him and lead him down a dark path that he deep down doesn't want to go down mm. yeah i just feel like you know get over it <laughs> i can't just move on man like honestly how long has it been since you're in high school most people would have just moved on by now probably should too i feel like at the end of it i felt like they were going to get back together i didn't i do appreciate that they don't do that because i feel like some films would have like in the final scene she'll like decide she wants to be with him and she'll like leave her husband and that'll be how the film ends i appreciate the fact that it just 
kind of ends very suddenly. Well, it doesn't leave you with a clear answer, does it? Yeah, exactly. That's why I really really love about the ending. Yeah, I like the ending. I would have been annoyed as well if they'd been like, let's just run off together. It was better that they left it there. Yeah, kind of reminded me of the ending of um, Before Sunset. if I, th- I know Chris has watched that, they yeah. just like stare at each other in the room and then it fades out and you're left to wonder kind of where their lives are going to go after that. Um, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Before Midnight ends a uh, kind of a similar way. Yeah, yeah, it does. A lot of this film actually does remind me of um, the Before trilogy and how it's like literally just based around this couple like just talking for the entire film. Yeah, I think the before trilogy is better. I would usually find <laughs> yeah. a film like that really boring, but I don't know why this one was really nice. I feel like, and it was all black and white, and it yeah. kind of, so that was like, you know, like it was the whole film just felt like really melancholic, and, there's, and the music was like that, and the fact that it was black and white. The music, yeah. did you like the music? Oh, who knows? I think it was quite fitting, huh? Who knows? I don't remember it, honestly. <laughs> I think the music was quite good. I noticed this time around because I've watched it twice now. Yeah, yeah. It was quite. It's, it's kind of sad. It was kind of a sad film. Yeah, it was. Um, there's a lot of like nice shots in the movie as well, like establishing shots for like, uh, like different places and settings. Like, there's one shot where like there's a forest by the lake, and the forest has like houses within it, and that looked really great. It was quite a short one though. Yeah. Or like when they're like walking up the uh, the road and like this slope, and they're kind of silhouetted by the sun that hits them there's it's like facing towards the camera and that looks really nice um but i'm sorry to bring it down again but i I thought for the most part i was like does it actually look that good most of the movie does it look that good or is it just in black and white yeah that's fair it was like filmed entirely on this camera that was originally created by canon to be like like a security camera so it didn't have built-in recording or built-in power so they had to have it constantly plugged into power and constantly plugged into a computer so all the footage would record on there mm-hmm. yeah. why did they choose that camera <laughs> no clue oh my god i liked when she started crying she showed like a bit of emotion to like the situation she was in she has this like great line which says there's this sadness and i don't know where it comes from i found that to be very relatable i think a lot of people could relate to that Sad as it is. <laughs> yeah, I think it was a very fitting scene for the character and kind of the arc that she goes on throughout the film. Yeah, I was like, shouldn't have told her that you loved her though. As soon as he mm, said that, yeah. I was like... She opens up oh. like throughout the film. She's not as vulnerable. He's he's more vulnerable from the go, isn't he? Yeah. And then she's kind of like, well, because she's married, she can't be like openly open about the fact that she's upset about stuff but yeah as it goes on she kind of opens yeah. up gets sad and then he goes i love you yeah is that making out on his bed that he had when he was a child or something i don't know yeah, and that then it gets weird, weird. Right. oh classic slip up <laughs> never tell a girl you love her <laughs> <laughs> he's married uh, yeah I found it a bit too convenient when she found that letter though addressed to her. She's like rifling through his stuff. I'm like, first of all, why are you going through all his stuff? Like, okay, you knew him back then, but you don't know him now and this is not your stuff. I stopped going through his things. And then like, there's this massive pile of letters and she just happens upon like the one letter in the pile that was addressed to her. And she steals it. <laughs> that felt a bit too convenient. Really? Yeah, mm. that's fair. Mm. But yeah, at the end, she yeah, she cries when she... When she reads the letter, is well, that when like, she cries? He explains it to her, I think, and then like gives mm-hmm. her the letter. Yeah. 
Yeah. And she's and then she's like, why didn't you get? Because she wishes that he would have given her that. That's kind of how it ends. Is like, yeah, that's where you get like the alternate history in it, where it's like, uh, if only you'd have given him her the letter, then you probably could have been together still. But that's not how these things turn out all the time. I'm afraid. Yeah, I like that. It's kind of like how just every like decision you make can have like this huge impact on your life. How kind of have like two branches that you can go down, and how everything's different down one. Yeah, yeah. You might end up regretting a lot of things you do, and then you just think about it for the rest of your life, and you don't grow up, and you you beat your uncle up, and then you're unemployed forever. <laughs> but these things happen. Yeah, I feel like they were soulmates. Yeah, that's. Maybe. The, I mean, that's the. They were just like so compatible. Yeah, it was a good dynamic. A good yeah. acting to show that as well. I suppose, like, you can think about the ending in two different ways, and I feel like it maybe says something about you the way that you interpret it. I think, yeah, yeah. The first time I watched it, I think I was thinking the same, but I don't know why. This time when I watched it, I was like, they should just get back together because <laughs> they're really good together. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's but definitely based, up in the air. You don't know, do you? It's also based on this one night that you've seen them. So you can't really judge the whole relationship and how it would turn out based on one night. Uh, yeah. it just, mm. But that was interesting too, you know. It was just, it was a, you know, that scene where they go into the shop and they see the old man again. Yeah. And then they're like, yeah, we're married. I remember you guys. You were yeah. here before. Oh, Wayney. Wayney. Yeah. Yeah, it was a nice guy. Gave them their beer for free. Because he yeah, liked he them. <laughs> I feel I feel like they were a good they were a good couple. It was the whole that whole thing that happened was way too much for them to was like a young couple to go through. I feel oh, like yeah. that was kind of where it all went wrong. It's also like you know communication is key. People got to communicate these things, otherwise you lose the best thing that ever happened to you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I found it to be very like. Uh, when when they were like in the in the van like stargazing and then yeah. they were both saying like oh I'll let you in on a little secret our sex was the best I've ever had and like the other one's <laughs> like oh really I feel exactly the same way like, oh god <laughs> please it's never been the same as it was with you <laughs> mm. having sex with this old man oh yeah <laughs> Oh, yeah, and it's pretty hard for him to hear. Well, she's gone on. He wanted to have kids with her, and they and they even, like, when they were together, they would talk about it, and that's what they were doing the role play about, like, them having kids, them being old together, having kids. And then, yeah, she's just, she's gone, um, met the old guy, and she's raised his kids. Yeah, and he didn't get, he didn't get that, did he? Mm-hmm. We don't know what happened with his life since then in those 20 years. Punched his uncle. Yeah. Now he's unemployed. That's <laughs> all you need to know. Just, <laughs> that was the only thing that happened to him. He literally did nothing else except for punch his uncle. <laughs> that punch lasted 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> she reads his diary as well. She just reads it aloud. I'm like, you have no yeah, boundaries. I oh, wrote like a crap poet, but at least it was his, you know. <laughs> yeah. Don't read someone's diary. Don't do that. <laughs> Especially when they tell you not to read it. Yeah, exactly. He's like begging her not to read it. She's just like laughing at him. <laughs> like, oh my God. 
I remember when I say so when I clicked on that film, I did just think it. I, I don't know. It just really stuck with me because I thought it was just going to be like a normal rom, a romantic thing, like all that movie was to me. So that's why I recommended it. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you guys enjoyed it a lot. Um, yeah. I just <laughs> couldn't really get on board with it most of the time. <laughs> do we have anything else to add, or do we want to get into the ratings? Yeah, I could get into the ratings. Okay. I'm going to do it out of. Oh, I'm not going to say what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'd give it a 10 out of 10. Okay. <laughs> oh, wait, what are we doing it out of? Um, Diaries. <laughs> we could do that. Sure. <laughs> 10 diaries. Of diaries. Yeah. Or pot noodles. Oh, that's another thing. Yeah. All the food looked disgusting. And they were at dinner. <laughs> there's like ramen and like liquidy eggs. It looks awful, man. These pale colours. That was the, it was the point. It was like they were being funny about it. Nah, it looked awful. He was going, What a way an amazing meal you've made, dear. You made the ramen wrong as well. She was, like, she was oh, stabbing just, it. It was boiling yeah, hot it was like, ramen. Oh, and she was I'll like, just put this water in a bowl and then I'll just stab the ramen into it and break it up into little pieces and then like just place dangerous. it on the table. That's that's fine. No. <laughs> where's the soy sauce? Exactly. Where's the soy sauce? Where's the love? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, should we do it out of... Well, I said diaries, didn't I? Yeah. Do it out of that. Um, yeah, this is um, also my second time watching it, and I was worried Oof. that the second time around I wouldn't enjoy it anywhere near as much, but I still did. I really loved this movie. I think it's just a really somehow both quite melancholic and also wholesome at the same time. I think the acting's great. I really love how it's improvised, and I just love how simple the movie is. And I'm going to give it nine diaries out of ten. Nice. Yep. Yeah. And I'm a cynic, and I hate love, <laughs> and all the rest of it. <laughs> um, no, I did. I did like it. Honestly, um, I enjoyed it uh, up until they started doing that role play, and then I just it just it never got back on track for me. So it's mm-hmm. it's unfortunate, but uh, that's how I feel. So I'm going to give it uh, six diaries out of ten. Still a positive rating. <laughs> Same as Wadger, then. Yeah, I like that more than this, but just a bit more positive on Wadger. I'm not a cynicist, Mm -hmm. whatever the word is. I love for a cynic. I love romantic movies, and I'm giving it ten diaries. Lovely. Yes, that's great. I really like it, and yeah, second time round, I wasn't bored. It was still it had me gripped the whole way through. So yeah, I love that movie, and -hmm. I love Sarah Paulson. Yeah, okie dokie. That's a wrap on episode uh, 31 of the Sunday Movie Marathon. Wow, we did it. And we were at the end of like a an era with this podcast in a way, because now we we go back, starting next week, to what we originally planned to do. Um, and yeah. We, we, I think we, we could announce this now, right? Like, we've got a new host. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Connor won't be coming back, unfortunately. Um we lost him in the Alps, but uh, <laughs> uh, we've got a new host. We've got Darcy, who's been on before. Uh, so very excited for that. Very uh, happy to have her on as a new uh, mainstay on the podcast. So yeah. that'll be great. We've got the series, uh, the movie series that we're going to watch for the next uh, next episode that we can finally do in person. And I think we were going to do 
the Darkman trilogy just because that was the one that we we had picked before we went into lockdown and we couldn't do it anymore. So I think we're just going to carry on with that, doing the Darkman yeah. trilogy. Uh, so we'll do that. I'm excited to see those. I've not seen them before. Um, and of course, four episodes of time, we've got Sunday Movie Marathon episode 35, Westworld season one. Watch that. And uh, we'll talk about it on the on the podcast when that comes out. Uh, we've got our social media accounts. One? I don't know. I don't know what it's about. Um, oh, I've seen it. But, it's pretty good. Nice. Yeah, I've heard good things about it. We've got our social media accounts. We've got YouTube, The Sunday Movie Marathon, Twitter, at Sunday Movie Pod, Facebook, at Sunday Movie Marathon, and Letterboxd, at Sunday MM. Thank you so much for sticking it out with us on this dark, dark journey. <laughs> uh, thank you, Robin very much for being on the podcast as a guest hope you you very much for having yeah i loved it thanks for having me guys no problem loved having you yeah next episode dark man new host new everything except for us we're staying here same as always (laughs) me and chris through it all sunday movie marathon forever (laughs) (laughs) see ya (laughs) skadoosh